0: Welcome to the Livoni and Sarah podcast, where we chat weight loss, health, wellbeing, and share our stories to help and inspire others. I'm Livoni.
1: And I'm Sarah. And on today's episode, we're digging into the world of ultra processed foods, or UPF for short. We're shedding light on what UPFs are, how they've joined tobacco as the world's number one killer, and what you can do to avoid them, as you're probably consuming more than you realise. But before we get started, we're sharing how we did on last week's challenge. Livoni, you're one down. So go on, kick off. Remind us what the oh, challenge I'm, was. I've got how a point this on? week. Have you? You're chalking it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So last week's challenge was to find a few recipes that we could use for like good standbys staples. to add to the, mm-hmm. yeah, good staples to add to our uh, repertoire because mm-hmm. it's good to have you know, a couple of handfuls of solid on. recipes, yeah, to fall yeah. back on. Um And so I, yes, so I have a few actually. Um First one is a good roast chicken. And I'm going to share these recipes on our website, mm-hmm. by the way. So there's a lemon herb roast chicken that I do where you cut the backbone out if people aren't confident doing that. You can, by all means, just keep it whole. Yep. Um, and then I stuff like a herb and butter mixture under the skin and throw it in the oven. And I love that because I can do it during the week. And then we've got some leftovers for sandwiches yep. and things, but it's also really good if you're having people over. Okay. So, you know, you just, yeah. have it with a salad or with some veggies. So that's one thing. The other one is uh, a good bolognese. I've got like a good bolognese yep. um, recipe. These are all my recipes. Um that is really good for not just pasta, but um, have you ever made cauliflower steaks? I hate that steaks, yes. cauliflower, Slices. sliced up, roasted yeah, in the oven. Love them. So mm-hmm. um, this bolognese, sometimes I put it over some cauliflower like that Ooh, nice. and then put some cheese on top, just hit it under the broiler or the grill
1: yeah,
0: um, just until the cheese melts. That's a really good thing to do. So I think that's a really good staple as well. Yep. And it's something that you can make and freeze and then all you have to do is cook pasta you don't even have to have it with pasta you can put it in a dish stick some mashed potato over it or sliced up potato and bake it you know there's a multitude of things that you can do with it and once again i think that that's good for a weeknight or for having mm-hmm. people over um the other one was a meatball recipe that's chicken meatball um recipe with like a creamy lemon sauce that um you can have with like with pasta with rice with veggies um and then i also serve that with a salad what was my other one i did four an overachiever
1: i was gonna say um, we're trying to I get a bonus I point
0: <laughs> i know i am <laughs> bonus point because of last week yeah i thought i did four i thought the other one was a but anyway oh i know it was peppered steak um And because you can switch out the protein, you can make a chicken or pork um, or whatever, meat or even tofu if you wanted to. Um, And I just coat the steak in a lot of pepper and either grill it, put on the barbie, or cast iron, which is great. And then I make a sauce that's uh, green peppercorn. So I've got the the black peppercorn green peppercorn. Mm -hmm. And uh, that sauce you can use on all sorts of stuff but i love that cuz once again you can do it it's quick yeah. you can do it for midnight for a midnight meal for midnight,
1: midnight meal, <laughs> you know that sort and... of thing where
0: you go and make yourself a steak yeah, we <laughs> steak a midweek meal even yeah um or uh, you know when you have people over and you can serve it with veggies yeah. or salad
1: <sighs> what about you did you put top your... that, Sarah? No, I can't. <laughs> you've won, won all. Uh, did you put? You've already had a massive binder. So is that? Did you put yours into your binder, or is it just something yeah, that you, you've? Yeah, I know in? they're they're going in the binder. They're
0: in the binder, and I've also got rid of some because in the binder were recipes that I hadn't made, right? And I've been making them, and I'm like, no, nah, I wouldn't make that again. You know, okay. other people's Keep recipes. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So these ones are in the binder. Yeah.
1: Cool. One hundred percent. Ticked your challenges. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I dug out a, a little notebook that I already had. So got it okay. off my shelf. It says "shine on." So indeed, I am. Um. And my, I did only do three. So you've already. Well, that me. was all
0: we had to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you, you know, I should have known. Should have known. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my first one was a courgette and butter bean pasta.
0: That's zucchini for. The Dichini rest of the world. For yeah. Yeah.
1: Why are they called different things? It's one of those mysteries, oh, isn't it?
0: I don't know. After living in three different countries, it does my head in.
1: So, is it courgette anywhere else?
0: No, just, just the UK. Oh. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, for fellow Brits, courgette and butter right. bean pasta. And for um, the rest of the world, zucchini. That's zucchini. delicious. So, yeah. I slice the cour- courgettes lengthways and then mm. chop them up nice and chunky in little triangles. You could do it any okay. shape that you fancy, you could but that's do just it. how yeah. I like to do it. Yeah. Um. Then I slice a full bulb of garlic in through its belly, you know, the the widthways, mm. and then mm. put it with a little drizzle of olive oil and wrap it in tin foil. And then empty and wash the the butter beans just from a can and put those. In. So it's one big roasting dish and put it all in with some olive. What you laughing at me at?
0: Not wash with soap, but just no like wash. rinse. Washing, rinse. Yeah, 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 rinse. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> So sure um, you thoroughly wash your burgers.
1: thoroughly wash them um put yeah. them in a roasting tin with a slug of olive oil and a sprinkle of sea salt and put them on like a medium heat for about 45 minutes so they get mm. soft but not completely mashed and then whip it out and when the and i have learned from experience wait a little while before trying to squash the garlic bulbs because they are like molten lava they're so hot. oh yeah right oh man anyway it's when they so good called it then squish out each little pod of garlic mm. put that through and 10 minutes before the end of cooking i just boil myself some pasta cook whatever pasta of choice and um stir through the garlic put that on top of my pasta and a drizzle of i'm i'm into avocado oil at the moment a okay. up from the shops little drizzle of avocado on the top with a, a whole fresh lemon juiced and then mm. stir that through the courgette and and butter bean too. Oh, it's so delicious. The whole thing takes right. forty five minutes, start to finish. Right,
0: and you're not, you know, you've got no. The I mean, it took
1: you yeah. five minutes to actually prepare it, and the right. rest of it is just doing its own thing. i have so.
0: dump a whole lot of palms and over the top of that. I know that your partner can't have dairy, no. but
1: I mean, I I did. Do a little grating of parmesan over top when I did it. Right. But, um, but yeah, so that was delicious. That's one mm. of my staples. Um, yeah. My second one was a one pan, one pan, excuse me, sort of tortilla. So boil mm. some little baby potatoes and slice them in half through the belly. And then um shallow, sort of fry some onions, put the potatoes, then the cut side down on top of the pan. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm-hmm. Put in there whilst I put in. Then, so I uh it's in a heavy pan the onions the potatoes then some cooked meats if you want to or some prawns or something kind of scattered around it and then i beat um six eggs with some smoked paprika in it and then i add mm. all of that into the pan leave it in until you can see the sides starting to cook and then i stick it under a grill so make sure you've chosen a pan right. that's suitable to go into the grill so it just it really fluffs up and cooks the top and if you choose to you could put some hard cheese on the top just as yeah. a- Bubble I up at the end and that yeah. would um serve sort of four to six depending how big you want your slice with a nice big salad garnish on mm. the side that's and it's a real staple that you can go to for really yeah. for a meal yeah. um, staple and it takes again no time at all so
0: that's good so i think here we'd probably call that in on the states we'd probably call that of like a frittata
1: frittata uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. In fact, I've taught my son how to do that for when he goes to uni because it's so easy, and yet it's a really wholesome meal that he can cook for mm-hmm. himself. So and
0: leftovers are good.
1: Yeah, anything you could chicken, anything in it, can you? Yeah. And then yeah. the other, the other one I have um, written down is my tagine-style vegetables. So I chop an aubergine, which is an eggplant, for yeah. you guys. Yeah. For the um, rest of the world, a butternut squash. What do you call that? Um, in the
0: US, it's a butternut squash. In Australia, it's a pumpkin.
1: Okay, whatever you call it. And Mm. um, a cauliflower, break it down into its really small little florets. Um, Again, put it in a dish, a heavy lidded casserole dish with a, you know, it's like a cast iron one. Mm -hmm. Olive oil, um, pop it all into the oven. And then I stir through harissa, tinned tomatoes, salt, sultanas and chickpeas. Mm, That sounds good. Pop it back in for 10 minutes and then I just serve it with some couscous and some fresh coriander on the top.
0: Sounds delicious.
1: There you go. There's my well three. Done. I've written them in my book like I was instructed yeah. for my challenge. Mm-hmm. Tick. We both get a nice tick. We do They're get a, a nice sweet.
0: tick. Yeah.
1: So on to
0: the subject of today. Yeah, I we'll ask to all, to all Sarah, that food. It's
1: probably a good way of going into this, know, isn't right? it? Yeah, well, it's all home-cooked
0: stuff. It's all yeah. good home-cooked stuff. But um, I was saying to Sarah before we started recording that, really you could do a whole podcast about mm. this not just an episode. episode I'm not sure if everybody can hear that but my dog has decided to rearrange his house as well oh,
1: that's okay he's so
0: he's um scared. we are you know it's ultra processed food and we did mention uh, and there's going to be some scare not scare tactics but some of the some of the information is is going to be pretty mind-boggling um
1: and, I mean, you know, we're fair. not
0: meaning to use scare tactics. No. But we're just, we're giving the information as we have found it.
1: Yeah. Right? And I've done a lot of research as of you. um, And I found it quite overwhelming, actually. I feel a bit of yeah. overwhelm on the subject. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, heads up, I did then start to feel a little anxious about everything. Thinking, what am I eating? Right. How am I going get, right. to get over this? Then yeah. I sort of took a step back and thinking, OK, and we're going to talk about this at the end. But it's it's yeah. a case of doing better. That's all that you need to try yeah. and do right now. This is not to try and sort of feel like you have to walk around scared. But it is it's an overwhelming subject. And the more you dig it into it, the more you're thinking, crikey. So mm-hmm. let's let's so, dive in.
0: So what are let's start with the, the ultra processed foods and why they call that? Because, I mean, cooking a food is processing it. You know, canned yes. tomatoes—that's processed. We're talking about the ultra-processed food, um, the industrialized food production. Mm-hmm. That's food that is made in a factory, in essence. If it's yep. packaged in in plastic and has at least one ingredient that you wouldn't find in your home in a home kitchen, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and if it's spouting health claims it's a upf it's an ultra processed food um cereal just to give that as an example breakfast cereal yeah um over and in the uk do they still use that traffic light yep thing on packages So
1: yes but the delight of brexit and moving away (laughs) some of it less so now but anyway um, okay radio but still so there was a
0: a traffic light this is just a good example Mm -hmm. Um, that they had, like, green meaning good. There was four things. So, you know, something could get four green ticks or Still is four. two yeah. green ticks four. And, mm-hmm. and an amber one and yeah. um, and a red one or whatever. Think it's calories, green's think calories,
1: salt and sugar, isn't it?
0: Right. So green's good. Green ticks are good. Amber's like, mm, yeah, have some, but just in moderation. Yeah. And then a red tick is not good. Well, on a box of cocoa pops for example it has two green ticks so an amber and a red one you think oh yeah, that's not too bad but it's 30 grams and this is a thing that it's 30 grams which is hardly anything it's just the tiniest amount yeah a child would eat six times that nobody eats 30 grams so um that's something to look out for but but it's it's basically processed food that has had things taken out of it like fat and then things added back into it to compensate for the stuff that's been taken out of it yeah um
1: so, so when i when i was doing the research i think it's probably worth mentioning it's it's food processing itself isn't the issue it's it's how no. it's it's how it's been um changed things have been added the the grading mm-hmm. of that isn't itself so that's yeah. to kind of set the scene for people's so not to, to as you said every food is processed generally now in one way or another yeah
0: unless you just gone and plucked it out of the garden but then yeah. if you cook it that's a form of process exactly so it's. and we're not talking about that
1: yeah no oh, are we no we're not so it's because what you're gonna i was gonna Go say on, the sorry. term ultra processed food is usually based on a food um classification method called nova um and nova and then i looked and said what is nova so nova is just a classification that they named it that way because it was a new process so that's why it was called that so and that has been produced by the food and agriculture organization of the united nations so that's quite useful when you want to actually get down into the nitty-gritty of what's classed as an ultra processed food or not as we go through this it's very obvious what is and what isn't but if people wanted to be really clear about what is a ultra processed foods it goes through the four grading classification through the nova system so we can can dive into that
0: and ultra processed foods now make up the majority of food that's consumed in the uk and the us Mm -hmm. um the calories that people are consuming are greatly coming from processed foods um they're things like modified starches invert sugars hydrolyzed protein isolates words that I'm not even going to go into and explain yeah. to you seed oils that have been deodorized refined bleached hydrogenized um and then uh shelf life you know it comes down to yeah. to you know, the longer a product has on a shelf the the cheaper it is and and that's Essentially what's happening, it comes Mm -hmm. down to greed and money. They're they're wanting to create these foods um, that have a long shelf life and that are cheap to make. Mm -hmm. So the things that are put in them are cheap. And then you have to, like I said, when you take something out, you have to add things back in. You take fat out of something, you need to put something in so it has like a mouth, a good mouthfeel. Yep. Uh, you know, you take sugar out, you have to put things back in so it tastes good. Yeah. So, you know, all these things that a lot of it comes down to convenience. It and does. and the brands that <sighs> Sarah and I are never go to get sponsorship from any of this. <laughs> We're done for after this episode. Brands. <laughs> yeah, not that I'd want to, integrity, no. right? But um it's a lot of it is is like I said, convenience, but they have a lot of money too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a farmer doesn't have the money to go and, you know, advertise apples for, you know, during the Super Bowl, but Pizza Hut does and, you know, Kellogg's does. Yep. And, you know, like the little boxes of like lunchable type things, all these things, uh, one They're convenient too. They're full of um, they're ultra processed foods, so they have all the things that we were just talking about: the chemicals and the Mm -hmm. you know added sugars and salt. Salt's a big one, right? Yeah, Um, are in them. So it's nutrient poor food, Mm -hmm. saturated fat, sodium, sugar, um, and people are eating a lot of them
1: they are sadly they are um I'm gonna yeah, run go through on. quickly the different groups so people then can start to visualize this because this really helped me so grouped one which is an unprocessed and minimally minimally processed foods are all natural foods um that does include you're allowed to dry it crush it grind it filter it roast it pasteurize it freeze it. So that's fine that's that's a process that you have to go through just to keep it but that's preserving a natural food so that's classed as a completely unprocessed food even though it has been through that slight process right. group. Then there's a group 2 which is processed culinary ingredients which includes oils, butters, sugars, salts which are substances derived from group 1. So they're still a natural product but they've created something from it, but not been through an ultra processing situation. So
0: that's extra virgin olive oil. Exactly. So that's
1: fine. Group three is a processed food, which includes canning bottled vegetables, preserved it in brine, for example, or fruit in a syrup or tinned fish in an oil. Um, Some animal foods are in that group too. So ham or bacon or smoked fish, because it's been through a process, but hasn't had anything added to it. Um, Simple cheeses also, but they've had some salt added, which is why they're classed as a processed food. Um, Then you're ultra processed. So as you just described in there, they're basically they're formulations of ingredients, mostly of an industrial use, typically created by a series of industrial techniques and processes. So examples exactly are that. They carbonated soft drinks, sweet, fatty, salty snacks, candy or sweets, as we call them here in the UK. Mass-produced breads, buns, cookies, pastries, margarines and spreads, sweetened breakfast cereal, as you just described to Livoni. Mm-hmm. Um, fruit yogurt, energy drinks. You know all the ones that are sort of yeah. out there as a as a health product prepared meat cheese pasta pizza fish or chicken nuggets sausages burgers soups and noodles that's another thing to think about people think Mm -hmm. they have those convenient noodle packs desserts so what they do is they start with the whole food and they fraction them out they break up all of the whole foods and then basically completely make them into something unrecognizable and then they then add in all the fast-growing yield so from things like corn wheat soya um beets all that sort of cheap 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 product they, they can then fill it and reconstruct it into something but then I you change right, the
0: molecular structure completely change
1: the substance can i it, add yeah. a couple of things to
0: that yeah, like ice cream yeah unless it's like a good ice cream that and this is why i say to people um like know where your food comes from read uh-huh. labels um ice cream you said yogurt which is how much money is spent uh-huh. on yogurt and, and deeming it a, a health food. Yeah. Oh, it has probiotics in it. Oh, it must be good to eat. Oh, good grief. Um, tortilla wraps. So they're the,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, um, that they um, are almost embalmed. You yeah. put a packet of those on the counter, they will last for forever. You touched on bread pies, yeah. so frozen pies. Um, And then I think you said chicken, you know, that's breaded and you get it already done. Mm -hmm. Pancake mix, gravy mix, bottled salad dressings, um, margarine or margarine, uh, vitamin supplements, Mm -hmm. vitamin supplements, yes. Um, Traditional ingredients are replaced with cheap and often synthetic alternatives.
1: Although they um, also add the colors and flavors and emulsifiers uh-huh. then because they then yeah. need to make it look attractive yeah. to and um, actually make it resemble food <laughs> to, where they started from
0: the molecules i read that um in my research that the molecule, molecules used in ultra processed food can be refined and modified so they can be used to make practically anything mm
1: mm-hmm. Um, and man- manufacturers scary. manufacturers do not have to state on their food labels the process that they've used in their products so as much right. as they have to stick you know include the nutritional value if we dare call it a nutritional value right, right. Um, then but you don't have to you, they don't have to declare what process they've been through so even though right. they could be claiming health benefits because they've added some vitamins back into it for example the actual process that that food has been through Who knows? Because no one has to declare that.
0: And just because it has a tick from like the the heart association here, it's called, Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be good for you because those, uh, the, the big companies like that often give money to places like the heart association which you know, they want the money, so they get the tick. So just be really careful. Well, that's with the
1: that. thing, it's it's sales are growing of all these foods because they're highly right. palatable. they're cheap, they're, they're quick. They're cheap. Quick. Yeah. I think that's one of the big yeah. things. We're all about quick, 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 quick. Yes. Even our yeah. brains are bombarded through social media with it like a three second short or story or something and we're quick and my patient's level is certainly far less than it ever used to be. If it like if I'm watching something, if it's gone past 10, 10 to 20 seconds you're like come on then get to the point next next so everything has right. got to be quick no one wants to weigh and basically they've you know they've got aggressive marketing campaigns visually it Very, looks exciting
0: deep pockets
1: deep pockets and it's all yeah. a highly highly profitable business food is business right. isn't it? and that's what all yeah you know, it's the, the driver for all of that and it's it's not so bad if somebody has them
0: every now and then, and then the rest of their day they're eating whole foods, Yeah, you know, things that, that haven't been ultra-processed. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is um, they're now taking over, the ultra-processed foods and now taking over from the fresh yeah, foods. They are basically, and,
1: for some people, it's all they consume. Right. And so um, this
0: nutrient-poor food that's high in saturated fat, sodium, sugar, or chemicals um, is now overtaking the fresh food, and so that that's troubling. Um, people that that eat a considerable amount of this UPF mm-hmm. um, tend to eat less unprocessed food. I also want to state something that wasn't on our list. Um, there's a lot of vegan foods that is ultra. Well, it well, generally all is, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, because it has to be to make it, you Raging. know, mm-hmm. to make wheat seem like wheat gluten <laughs> seem like it's a steak yep. or, you know, chicken or whatever. Um, there's also growing evidence um, to suggest that that the, this ultra-processed food is causing wh- weight gain, is causing obesity, um, it really started to come in in like in the 1970s, and that's about the time too that people's weight started to to go up. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly one of, if not the, leading cause of obesity. And it's well, not just in it's not just in the UK and the US. No. It's like it's a global mm-hmm. it's a global it's like a global pandemic it really is
1: well the other the other it is worrying and it, and and I, I to reiterate we don't want to be scared about this but it has it has worried me it has made me think but the report from um the uh process that they put out so let me i want to get the word on this so they've said that the upf so the ultra processed foods contributes to um, non-communicable diseases so they are diet related basically Mm -hmm. diseases Um, this is due to by that they've added sugars salts trans fats and they are missing, this is also Im- important, missing the protective nutrients such as protein and fiber. So it's not just what they're adding in, it's what it's missing. That's the other mm-hmm. biggest deal. They're I also... mean, they even, oh, sorry, go on. No, Karen, no, Karen. No, I was going
0: to say they even then, because they take so much out, then they have to add things like flavored thiamin, like things yeah. that are uh, stripped out, like your vitamin Bs, the fiber, and they have to add that back in. Yeah. So it's added back in its synthetic form.
1: Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say this. And the other issue is that they are so high energy dense. So because of the calories that are in them, a lot of the time because of the sugar and, and all the rest of it. So that's what's leading then to the obesity. But some of the um, non-communicable diseases that they are then listing are obesity and related factors such as cholesterol, um, cardiovascular health, Cancer, depression, asthma, gastrointestinal disorders, all of which are fundamentally going to lead to premature mortality, if we're being really honest, Mm -hmm. because they're all adding to a lack of health and and damaging your health. Um, There was also a lot of other factors that can cause these things. So we're not just saying by eating a chicken nugget, this is what's going to happen. It's not a scare Factor like that but it's true It's if you really look at what you're actually eating and what it's doing to your body you have to get real and get honest about it don't you rather than just blindly going right. on well and just because
0: you know we were saying that it's a leading cause of obesity um but it, it even people that aren't overweight if they're eating ultra processed foods on a regular basis yeah all of those still, things mm-hmm. they can still be prone to disease like dementia yep. is, is one thing they can still have cardiovascular disease they can still get cancer so it, it is really um it is really troubling that yes. so much of this food is happening and plus it's not only what it's doing to us but it's also what it's doing to the environment because yes. it's packaged there's a lot of packaging and then using all these you know i don't know chemicals for one of mm-hmm. a better word they have to go somewhere so where do they go probably yep. out into the environment
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so you know and and plastic all that plastic i just it's if you buy something that is processed you look at all the packaging that it comes with from cardboard to plastic it's all there and your food's been sitting in that too
1: I mean, for yeah. me, I don't know about you, Nivani, but my biggest shock, I think, all the, and something that I've been completely oblivious to was actually the process that they go through. So this deconstruction to then reconstruct it with all of the cheap yeah. fillers, if you like. I mm-hmm. never, ever, ever thought about it. I just thought I think I thought they got the main product, the main food groups put it together and added a bit of preservative in, which is why it's so bad for me. I never really understood or even thought about what they do. And they actually make a lot of the time, not all of the time, but this fake food, it's not real food. There's nothing, there's such a small amount of real content that's actually gone into it. That's the thing that shocked me the most, I think. I don't know what it is for you. Right. But even people that are listening
0: to this and might say or think, well, I don't really eat food like that because I know that there's some people that will listen to this mm-hmm. and think that. If you stop and think about all the things that you do Well, I would be
1: one of them. I'd be oh, well, I barely eat do that. Do and that. then you think, think right.
0: Actually, hang on a minute. And if you eat out, I mean, yeah. not all restaurants, I'm not gonna, you know, shit on a rest on restaurants, but if you're eating in chain restaurants, they have to get that food out fast. It's cheap. And yeah, it's they get, a lot they of the stuff they use mm-hmm. is processed. They're yeah. using ready-made sauces and, you know, cheese sauces and things that are that are already made. Um, plus, you know, if you're putting mayonnaise on, on a sandwich, mm-hmm. that's an ultra-processed yeah. food unless you're making it yourself, which, by the way, is pr- quite easy to do. I know that a lot of people don't want to have to make food themselves and we're not telling people what to do. We're just letting people know. Talking
1: about what we have found, yeah.
0: Talking about what we've found. Now, um, so, you know, we've talked about what they are. What about ways to avoid them? So the biggest one is making food at home from scratch. Yeah. That's really the biggest one, to avoid boxed and packaged food. um, But
1: that in itself could feel overwhelming to people. And I think Uh there's some realism involved, isn't there? But I think for me there is the art there's the resolution to say okay maybe just try even more Then try to make more of it myself and right and reduce the amount of the other processed foods and if it then becomes a really small percentage that i'm using other things well then i'm going to feel a bit more comfortable because i think it's unrealistic in the way that we live now to say that we're never going to eat it is it i mean do you think you could ever commit to say you're never going to have any of that no no
0: i I could i couldn't do that but no but I think if people you know I mean things like you know I use soy sauce in cooking. you know I cook a lot of Asian food so I've got fish sauce fish sauce, soy sauce, you know mm-hmm. chili sauce. So you know those type of things it's just a matter of reading the the labels. Uh, so Sarah and I just had to have a quick break in between the podcast if this doesn't seem to be flowing on because I had a delivery so sorry <laughs> about that it was right um, in the middle of a very, very right in the middle going. and the, the delivery guide said to me shout out to the uh shout out to the delivery guy service. did you get his name no I didn't yeah. oh I should have it's probably on the form it's just delivery guy delivery guy yeah delivery from guy. home home depot yeah anyway <laughs> Um, but I had a thought while right. I was waiting for them um, that Sarah and I have an, omitted a lot of the um, boring scientific information.
1: Oh, gosh, um, We're yes. just sort
0: of skimming the surface. Summarising.
1: This... <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, we're just skimming the surface of this alarming subject because it is alarming um, and we're pretty overwhelmed by it all. Uh, but we wanted to share some information for anyone trying to lose weight, get healthy or, you know, both. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that are wanting to feel their best, more vibrant, you know, more vit- more vitality because avoiding ultra-processed foods um, is a wise direction. We're not telling you what to do, but it's certainly a wise direction to take. Um, We're simply putting the information out there, do with it what you may. Um, I also want to say just because something is low-fat, no fat, salt reduced, sh- no sugar doesn't mean it's all right that it's going to be okay for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just wanted to put that out there because uh, we sort of lost the the flow a bit, and it was just my my yeah. thoughts. So mm-hmm. we are not sharing a lot of information because honestly, it just bore the absolute frigging pants off you. But I am going to put a link into the show notes about a really good book um I think it's called processed people and it talks about the world of this industrialized food industry that we are now living in yeah um and it is a very good read some of it is like you've got to reread things a couple of times yeah I found that when Um,
1: I was doing the research (laughs) just thinking yeah back over there again yeah
0: um, but there's also a doctor and he is a scientist and a doctor and many things. But I'll also put his linking because he's got some really good things on um, Instagram, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll add those in as well. So we're just putting the top, very tippy-top yes, layer of information of together mm-hmm. today. So we were talking about things to, to avoid because Sarah's like now she's sort of you feel a little panicked right not panicked but overwhelmed i guess is a good yeah thing. you're just you're worried you're just, about like uh, you know foods that you, you're sort of feeling
1: like i'm starting to analyze every single thing that i'm touching to then cook right. with or to have as a snack and, and this is not a bad thing i suppose is every time right. i think oh i'm hungry and then i go to get something going oh my gosh right okay Now, some of this I'm going to have to settle into the realisation of of acceptance, of saying, Mm -hmm. okay, what am I prepared to accept? The fact that this is going to be an element of this and what am I not prepared to accept? I think some balance it out. Yeah. Some of it's going to have to be time laden, time restricting. So, for example, I'm not in a position to make my own bread every two or three times a week because that's how much I'd have to do it to keep up with the amount of you know my son eats a lot of sandwiches right. and toast and things so that's not going to happen so what can I do for example if I know I'm going to buy shop bought bread what's my next best option that's how I'm going to approach this because what do I'm you not have
0: bakery do you have bakery need? we do
1: in all honesty though Livoni it's really expensive to do that here to then right. go and buy fresh bread every- I mean we do have one but that you're talking like three times the amount now right. if you're having something every now and then that you know okay I'm willing to accept mm-hmm. that however can you can you know families that have got four people this is only the two of us three sometimes you know if we're all eating here but can people really afford to commit to saying that they're going to do that every time probably not so I think it's probably worthwhile us having a bit of a dig into so okay accepting the fact that I'm not going to be making this which would be the ideal although I will you know sometimes what's the next right. best- Options. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, and I don't know this for real, but would it be better? So, in the supermarkets here, on the bread shelves, you have the, I expect, 100% ultra-processed sliced loaf that's you know sealed up and, and quite honestly lasts for weeks in in the yeah. bin unless it's hot or whatever. Bread bread's one of the worst things. But also, there's a section where it's the fresher be- bread, and it's kind of wrapped in more of a paper kind of, um, right uh packaging yeah, and, it, yeah. and it doesn't last as long and i think what happens is they make those a bit more in the shop or it's, mm-hmm. it's brought in a bit more freshly you know a bit more often i suppose and i need to perhaps find out a bit more about this myself about how it's made but that maybe was the better option rather than the, mm-hmm. the mega processed slice stuff because yeah. it's, it's often not sliced or if it is it's really thickly sliced Do you know the sort of ones i'm meaning so yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah. yeah is
1: is sourdough better than you know true sourdough buying a loaf of that which is a bit more expensive but is that better than buying you know I mean I never much to my son's disgruntlement (laughs) ever buy white sliced you know standard square bread I just Mm -hmm. never do it's either wholemeal or it is sourdough or it is the fresher stuff so I guess I'm already on a scale of a little bit better but that's just one real life example that suddenly gets you thinking thinking how can I make the better choice even though i know it's not the perfect choice white bread at home
0: is better than whole grain stuff that will sit on the couch well it is but i've still got to make it
1: and i'm that's not. i know so, don't you have happen. a bread maker yeah yeah okay yeah i could do but it's still truthfully i'm still not going to do that I know. two or three times a i know a you run a company i get yeah i get it's that. just not going to happen you know there's people I... that are running off to work both both right parents are running don't
0: off don't to work. it's just not going to happen no no, no. um you know, and bread is one of the big ones, bread. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I don't think we mentioned anything with breading on it unless you've made it at home, like with a, you know, breadcrumb yep. coating. Um, so, you know, chicken that you buy in a pack that has the, the coating on yeah. it. Things like that. Fish, shrimp, prawns, you know, calamari, they're all bad too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, folks. Um, but, but really it does come down to, what can be made at home and what people have time to do. And do people want to invest that time in their health? I guess I'm not trying to shame anybody here or make them feel guilty, but, you know, as someone that never seems to have enough time. I know what it's like. Um, you know, if you're somebody say that makes a lot of soup and uses a lot of stock, then it's a good thing to try and make your own. It's not hard. Can sit you see, that's the thing. Even the when I make my own soup, and cook.
1: I stick one of the little stock cubes in. So then we're already in that world, aren't we? That is probably, right. you
0: know, it's good to make your own. Yeah. Your own. I mean, I keep any, you know, chicken that we have with um, bones in it. So whether it be a whole chicken or, um, you know, drumsticks. Yeah. Legs that have the bone in it, I keep them all and stick them in the freezer. Um, and then if you don't have space in the freezer for that, drumsticks make, the, the leg makes uh, a really good stock. And you can even do it in a slow cooker if you want. That's, you know, mm-hmm. you do it there. Throw those in, some carrots, onions, celery, a couple of bay leaves, pepper, some salt. Just let it cook merrily for eight hours on the counter. Okay. Um, if you do it in a slow cooker, or if you do it in a in a big pot on the stove, two to three hours, and then you let it sit, strain it. I always put it into the fridge. I just have to clear space yeah. and let the um, fat come to the surface. And in all honesty, sometimes I just don't have space, not yeah. even in the garage fridge. Depends what I'm working on. So I put it in the containers and bung it in the freezer when it's cooled down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm lucky that that I have an extra freezer that I can do. That. Yeah, yeah. I bought that specifically for things like that because I do like to make, you know, food ahead mm-hmm. of time. And, you know, sometimes buy meat in bulk as well. But, you know, and if if it's somebody that's eating a lot of bread, try, you know, your hand at making bread. Yeah. Um You know, just look at what you eat a lot of. If you're somebody that loves, like, I absolutely loved anything crumbed. And then either cooked in the air fryer, roasted in the oven, or just cooked in a little bit of avocado oil, olive oil. Oh, I love it. So, you know, I try and make my own. Um, And sometimes I'll do a whole lot of chicken breasts. I slice them through thinly, bread them, put some paper in between, and I'll freeze those Mm -hmm. so I can just whip out a couple, thaw them and cook them like that. So, Yeah. I mean, if people want to do this, they're going to have to
1: put maybe a bit more time into it. I think another another tip choices with that time is also, you know, particularly over here, it tends to be that people do one big shop a week, for example. Right. And right. so what you're buying, you then expect it to last you that week. So part of that issue is then, you know, people are making choices. you know without the information as well but based on that another way Mm -hmm. potentially for people to think about this is to accept that maybe you go shopping a bit more often you know instead of expecting one big shop to last you for the week you are buying fresher produce which you might mean you have to go two or three times to go and pick it up number one for space because if you've got a really small fridge which i have i made the mistake two weeks ago of doing a really big shop and i got home i thought I have literally nowhere to put this. What was I thinking? And I'm like trying to ram it in. And so I think making more regular visits to, to get fresh fresh stuff means you're not going to buy the packet things as much because you don't have to then think it's got to last through. Um, if you're going to make bread, you can freeze it, right? You can put bread rolls in the freezer, can't you, if you made your own mm-hmm. bread? Yeah, so oh, it's not yeah. like you've got to have to keep making it. So maybe do a big batch of the breads to mm. last you the 40 things once that's what i say mm-hmm. yeah. um so again i know we've talked about batch cooking many times but i think that's another way to help remove the thinking of think you know of the fact that you're going to have to keep visiting okay Doing make it. it yeah and also helping remove the fact that i'm gonna have to buy something that's going to last me ages well it doesn't have to because you've already got it prepped because that's the thing i think people coming home from a busy day at work Picking kids up from school, then starting all of that routine if they're in that world, it, the likelihood of then thinking, right, now I'm going to make a loaf of bread. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Right. Find some dedicated time, make a whole load of it, put it in your freezer. Um, and if if it means that a small freezer has to be bought to do that, I wouldn't, I would second guess the amount of money that is saved from buying all of these mm. fast foods and, you know, and the, let's face it, they market them as as not expensive but in the long run they are right yeah
0: if you look at a little
1: box yeah exactly forget about anything else look at your Mm -hmm. health you'll you know you'd invest in that every day of the week wouldn't you so yeah yeah, I think it's um it's a complete mindset shift isn't it on how -hmm. you shop how you cook and how you eat and also
0: um like you were saying about the meal prep but I yesterday I made um flatbread mm-hmm. and I mean you can make like flatbread with just a couple of ingredients mm-hmm. three ingredients flour yogurt and salt plain yogurt that's had you know no doctoring done to it and you can make so, okay so
1: this is thing so so yogurt then if it's plain are we then assuming that it's had a very plain light process and full fat? yes because I don't ooh, I don't like no like free anyway yeah um so are we that's assuming be the best like, choice? that's had a limited amount of processing yes yeah okay. and then okay then you can also make yogurt
0: yourself i have tried that before um and failed miserably but i'd like to have another go at it because once you make it yourself then you keep some and you put it into the next lot and make it and then it also means that if you want to buy like local milk or Organic milk or whatever, if you can't find organic yogurt, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, mayonnaise. So a lot of people are like, oh, I wouldn't want to make mayonnaise. But if they've got a stick blender, yeah. I know a lot of homes now have them. You can, you know, once upon a time it was like, you know, you pour the oil slowly yeah. in to make it. You can stick everything in the container of the stick blender. You put it in there. You whiz it up. You don't move it. You just leave it there. It will give you mayonnaise. It's like magic. Wow. So avocado oil, eggs or egg yolks um, and some vinegar, a bit of salt. That's mayonnaise done.
1: So let's talk about oils then because I've, I know I okay. sent you a message and freaked out the other week going, is rapeseed oil okay? I'm really freaked right. out about this because yeah, I was yeah. like, is it a trans fat? Is it this? Is it that? Again, it's around education because I just don't have – the knowledge around it right um of and it the oils, changes too it care. changes um and I feel like the names confuse me and the names change right. like, oh. but of the oils are we now saying that all oils are okay or no any we're avoid? not saying that right and you know I'm
0: going from one what I've learned and two what I've learned I guess is what is in the news it's okay. what we're being told. Yeah, this is all things that we're being told. Yeah, you know we don't have a laboratory. We're that not scientists. We're, <laughs> we're not scientists <laughs> that we're you know dissecting all of this and doing all sorts of molecular you know conjuring. Um, but you know for uh, extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. Um, I put it in salad dressing. Some people will say don't cook with it. I mean, you're not going to fry. It doesn't have a particularly high smoke point. And so you want to, you know, some people tell you to avoid it for cooking. I use it for everything. Yeah, I do. Um, Avocado oil is the oil at the moment.
1: Oh, I bought some at the weekend. It tastes delicious. Really lovely. Which is
0: good to to use in things like mayonnaise, like anything that you're processing because extra virgin olive oil doesn't like mechanics. So it can make it bitter. Because you're essentially damaging breaking it, mm-hmm. breaking it up. Yeah. So, um, which is why you see pesto often being made in a mortar and pestle um, because of that. So, um, plus it's got a very strong taste. And I don't think it's great for mayonnaise, but avocado is a very neutral flavor and it's mm-hmm. good for mayonnaise. So, in my house, I have coconut oil, um, I have avocado oil. And I have um, olive oil, but I also keep sesame seed, um, toasted sesame seed oil in the fridge for uh, my Asian food. Now that's the seed oil, and we're being told that seed oil is no yeah. not good for you. But I think, you know, I don't have it very often. When I do, it's so strong the flavor that it's usually a teaspoon or two in whatever it is that I'm yeah. making. So it's all about that balance. Really. But um they're usually the good oils. Canola oil, which is, you know,
1: the rapeseed
0: oil. Yeah, is yeah. um if you can get like the extra virgin, so it's the first press of the rapeseed oil, the rape, rapeseed canola. I think rapeseed is how it starts and then canola is how it finishes. Right. Um, it used to be called it grows. Everywhere in Alberta, in Canada, where I used to live, <clears throat> so pretty, all these yellow yeah. flowers mm-hmm. for as far as the eye can see. Um, they smells changed the name of it family. there because <laughs> it does. It smells weird. Yeah, just right. so it. Does weird. Uh, because it's rape seed, Canada changed the name of it and then calls right. it canola. canola. Yeah. So some people will say canola is bad, but if you can get the extra virgin canola, which is hard to find, then you know i think that the reason i i then worst
1: things you could have went down that route was when i was looking at the um dairy alternatives to milk right and there was a oat milk so Mm -hmm. and i was giving that a try and going okay and then i looked in it and it was oat milk but then they add rape seed oil to it right because i guess that's what thickens it i'm guessing that like a pouring sort of consistency rather than it being just very watery Mm. and then i then freaked out going well that just feels as processed as as having milk and then and this is where i then you know ping pong backwards and forwards be going well right but i have the dairy because then the dairy that the cows have then got all these hormones injected into them and then that's going to be going to me
0: they don't do that in the uk in like uk they shouldn't be doing that they don't think they've done it for a long time or in parts of Europe, I thought that was mm. banned.
1: Don't know when. No? percent Okay. I, well, I know, know it's banned in Europe. Okay. So I
0: figured the UK was lumped into should that. Should be. So. I think
1: the answer should be should be yes. But right. it's just, I don't know. And then, and that's when I then start to get into this little whirlwind of thinking. I don't know what to eat anymore. It's just it's right. really tricky. And so, then and I, I think milks are that's a good thing bringing yeah. that up because. If you, you know, for
0: people like I know your partner, he can't have dairy. No, see, he doesn't have a choice. So, so he doesn't have a choice. So, I think for people that don't, they have to have those things, right? Yeah. And I have a friend who, oh, Charlene, she's been on our podcast mm-hmm. before. She makes her own almond milk, which I think is hilarious for someone that doesn't like cooking. She makes <laughs> her own almond milk, but that can be expensive and time consuming for yeah. people. But the the thing is to read to read the labels right. and you know often refrigerated is better than shelf
1: yes when it comes the to those life
0: yeah. um i like coconut milk even though it's in a can having said what i just said if you buy the coconut milk in the fridge there's shit in it there's other there's things added to mm-hmm. it by the coconut milk in the can it's water and coconut that's, right. okay that's it and then there can be the whole thing about cans using care you know having cans da, da, da but whatever you know you
1: i think i lines. think you have um, to find yourself settled somewhere
0: which yes, is you are yes.
1: happy for for yourself right now yeah if, if someone's just says you know what i i accept all of the information for example that we've just talked about right and i'm gonna do it anyway that's absolutely fine you know do yeah. not saying don't do it but there's also people that balance. go very explain it's it's about balance isn't it and i think just yep. settle settle to somewhere that you're comfortable with i am now certainly far more aware and i will start to look at labels and i will start mm-hmm. to question more about what i'm eating there are going to have to be some decisions that i'm going to have to do to make it realistic to my life where i'll i'll make a strong effort to do more of making those things for myself I do understand that I'm not always going to do it, so I'm going to try right. and choose the next best option when I'm not always mm-hmm. going to be able to do it. And I think once I've settled in, I'll be content with that, and I'll just keep trying mm-hmm. to do it better. But what it has done is made me think about this in a completely different way, and I have my eyes opened to exactly what I'm trying right. to eat. It's it's like this um,
0: when we get to our challenge. There's an ingredient uh, challenge for the coming mm-hmm. week. There's an ingredient in it that, you know, has a lot of, it's got flavorings and colorings and all the rest of it. So I was thinking how I can get around that. And, you know, there's, there's things like that, that, you mm-hmm. know, either can you eliminate something completely? Can yeah. you make something? Can you maybe cut back on something? So, um, you know, like I said, bread is the big one, cereal coating on things, um, you know, milks that aren't milk. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, for some people they have to have those if they yeah. want to have milk. So just look at the labels, read the labels. That's mm-hmm. that's all that we can really yes. say to people. And you know, if it's bad, if you're somebody that loves uh soda pop, I'm not sure what it's called. They're soft drinks. Yeah. Um, definitely look at those labels. You know, the Gatorades, the energy drinks. Oh my goodness.
1: And then my kids, I was labelled as the mean mum because I never let my son have them. I was like, absolutely, I was never allowed. And then, um, and then, so (laughs) I told him a story that he didn't like fizzy drinks, and and he he believed that until he was twelve. He said, I don't like these mum. Do I said no. So he never had a fizzy drink. (laughs) Oh well (laughs) done. I I basically lied to him, and he knows I did. So now he's eighteen. Right. And then he got to twelve. He said, which ones of these I don't like? And I went, um. He said, I might try it. So then it all, and it's even now he's still not that keen. So he never had fizzy drinks, except now he wants to go down the route of having these energy drinks and things. And I wouldn't let him have those either. And in the UK, they're banned if you're under 16. He has them very rarely, but um, yeah. yeah. So.
0: I had one with vodka one time. I thought I was going to (laughs) die. It was terrible. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah.
1: Okay. Don't so, do that
0: you know, <laughs> if, if things have palm kernel oil, high fructose, corn syrup, glucose, stabilizers, flavoring, the hitters, emulsifiers, well. yeah, glycerin, just be careful. That's mm-hmm. all we're saying. Um, and I understand that if you're diabetic, you try and avoid anything with sugar, but let me tell you. The low sugar stuff isn't good either. No. Even though on the bottle of coke, apparently, it says natural flavors added.
1: <laughs> There's not a
0: lot but of flavors. Those natural it? flavors still have to be extracted mm-hmm. from they still have to be processed. Yeah. yeah. So um it can do, you know, it can all these things just mess up you the the gut, your gut lining and all those good the the biome, all those good bacteria mm-hmm. in there, oh, they play havoc with them. And that in turn causes all these other problems. So yeah. and you know what? I mean if people want to eat out all the time, that's their, that's their thing, right? But having a meal at home, not eating out so much, those type of things are good as well. Also, I hate to throw alcohol into the mix. But there's just a lot about of alcohol to ask you that. in there too. <laughs> Yeah, a yeah. lot of it's colored. Yeah. A lot of it's artificially flavored. Um, you know, things like wine isn't so bad, um, champagne, prosecco, you know, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of it does contain sulfites, but as far as other drinks go that you can have, there's some of the, you know, wine, some of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Um or if you're going to have, say, tequila, just have tequila. Don't have tequila <laughs> just flavored have a, with all of it. <laughs> Well, I didn't mean that, but you know what I mean, like yeah. these flavored drinks too. Yeah, like the gins, yeah, flavored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and and then I look at things like we both like to have chickpeas and, um, yeah. you know, black beans and stuff. And you know, sometimes I, I do them myself, and then other times I always have them in my pantry in cans. Yeah. They have salt and they have the beans and water. So, you know, like you're weighed up there as well. Anyway, yes.
1: So take a look at packets and make the decision that's right for you. I think that's all you can do. yeah. And, you know, if you can, buy from your farmer, go to
0: your farmer's markets, Mm -hmm. get, you know, a lot of them make jam and things like that. And over in the UK it's not as crazy as what it is here with all the regulations and laws i know made to protect people but still yeah but i mean just but even you know buying fresh produce from your farmer Uh, eating an apple is better than eating apple sauce or eating yeah chopped up apple whole food try
1: and go for whole food try
0: and yes get whole foods where you where you can yeah um Onto to this week's challenge after all of that sarah and i have set a challenge for this week which is probably not what you'd expect which is to avoid all ultra processed foods but we um chose a recipe that we love yeah that um we're going to make a healthier or well, you talk about the challenge sarah
1: Sorry. Uh, okay, I'll do I that then. <laughs> so it's to create a healthier version of one of your favourite recipes without using any ultra-processed foods. Um. So choose a recipe or choose something that you um have to eat regularly, whether it's from a takeaway or that you buy in, um. and get cooking. So go on then. What are you going to do? There's something called Bang Bang Shrimp. I don't know if you have it mm-hmm. over there. Or yeah, bang I've bang heard prawns. of it. Mm-hmm. Um. So the recipe
0: is Asian-ish. There's various stories of where it came from for me I think it was made famous by um, a restaurant chain who used to be one of my uh, clients when I lived in Florida Um, and it's shrimp that's fried and then tossed in sweet chili sauce and mayonnaise which sounds nasty I'm not a huge mayonnaise fan but it's actually really good Um, much better than it sounds and I love it because it's got the heat the the prawns have been fried so they've got like a little crispiness to them just I don't know there's something about it I like the mayonnaise gives it that good mouth feel Mm -hmm. so I'm going to take that and try and make a healthier version of it because yeah I I do like it what about you
1: I'm going to make a pizza and oh yeah so with that I'm going to make my own pizza dough base Good. Then I then started to think through, thinking, okay, what about things like tomato puree? How many preservatives and things? I mean, oh I know no, you're, you're good, good with things gym. like that. Is that okay? Yeah. Is it yeah. okay? Tomato puree, canned tomatoes. Certain brands are better than others.
0: Yeah, I use the brand from Italy, um, which you know isn't good for choosing a local air miles. That.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. yeah, but it has tomatoes in it. That's
1: okay it. well if it wasn't yeah. any good i was gonna then make my own kind of ragu sort of sauce and then oh, yeah, no, reduce no, no. it all you down and then freeze it, it but i can use that so yeah i'm that gonna make my own two. my own pizza um oh, so that then it's i love that idea fresh mm-hmm. yeah because pizza's a bad one
0: like the yeah. frozen pizza well if you think wild, of the frozen like,
1: exactly it's gonna have all of the bread home. in it it's gonna have all of oh. the processed meats on it all God. of the cheeses all of that oh, so yeah. yeah
0: there's a laundry list of ingredients mm-hmm. in there what are you gonna do so for
1: cheese well, on uh, mine and Henry's, have... when he's not here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have the real stuff, and then, right. um, I mean, I know it's mega processed, but then he'll have right. to have the, you know, because he has no choice. So that's that. Um, so I, make cheese. cashew cheese? No. Oh, I'll send you a recipe for oh, okay.
0: it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've I've not made it. I have had it, and it was okay. I think you have to use nutritional yeast in it. Uh, yeah, but okay. anyway, yeah, just, you know, it's good to have on hand there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that idea, pizza. Mm, mm. Yum. Um, join us next week. Oh, I'm so excited about February coming up Um, <laughs> for our February purge. Well, yes. the details about it. Details We're going to be it. starting, yes. And we haven't come up with a name. I was thinking Free Me February because I feel like free and light and very liberated when I do a big purge.
1: Cleansed.
0: So, yes. <laughs> um, so we'll be sharing the details of what that is, ways a good purge can help you in several aspects of your life, uh, how to join in with us for a month-long mm-hmm. challenge. Sarah's put together an amazing list to help people that get overwhelmed uh, by these things. So we're pulled out all the stops to help you. So tune in uh, next Monday
1: for share.
0: that as always thank you so much for listening i hope we haven't boggled your mind too much with
1: well you yeah know, and i think today. i think it'd be worth a really really quick recap on that because it has been a big subject hasn't it and i yeah. think all in all it's just as a recap wherever possible cook as much food as you can at home check the labels on things and just check what you're happy with um keep the uh, upfs to a minimum and above all please don't stress about it everybody this is not something to now get yourself in a you know whirlwind about just be conscious of it i think that's our takeaways isn't it
0: and and balance balance Mm -hmm. if you are having it balance it out with you know lots of veggies and fresh Mm -hmm. things wherever you can uh visit our website livoni for more on each episode um recipes and uh the links to describe to subscribe to our weekly newsletter Uh, Find links in the notes below to connect with us on Instagram and to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Being very bossy. There's lots of things for you to do. (laughs) Do it now. (laughs) Right. um, You can watch us as well as listen to us. And I will also add uh, the links into that book that I was telling you about from that doctor as well as his Instagram uh, handle. Thank you so much for listening. Ta-ta for now.
1: Bye.